This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 22nd Sunday of the Church's year, the 3rd of September. This week I had a meeting with a priest which made a deep impact on my life. One of my responsibilities as Vicar General is the oversight of clergy who wish to come into the diocese to work from abroad. And a priest from the Diocese of Orlu in Nigeria came to visit me. At the end of our conversation he said that he wanted to share with me something that had happened to his family last year. Last spring his mother was kidnapped by the Boko Haram. You'll know this from the media that it's an Islamist terrorist group that operates in northern Nigeria. They broke into the family home in the middle of the night and took away the mother of this priest. They then demanded a ransom for her return, telling them that if they informed the police she would be murdered. Well, this poor family cobbled together all the money they had to pay the ransom. But in the course of her incarceration, over several weeks, she was held in a darkened room with no contact at all with the outside world. She feared every day that she would be killed. The only thing she requested of her captors was a rosary, which they provided, and which she tirelessly prayed hour after hour throughout each day. The Boko Haram promised her release, but after setting a date, they reneged and demanded more ransom money. Eventually the family came up with 11,000 euros. The mother related how on the day of her release, she was kept hanging from the roof of the room where she was being kept, her hands tied, but holding all the time the rosary that she had. The leader of the group asked what it was she was doing and she told them that she was imploring her mother Mary to help her and he took pity on her. While he was with me, the priest said, I want to call my mother now at home. Would you please speak to her? Well, she had some words of English, but her son was able to tell me that she was kneeling down asking for my blessing at the other end of the phone. It was a very humbling, incredibly humbling experience. And after he left me to go back to London, the only thing that was going through my mind was, here we are with all our petty concerns and projects, whereas this is a family living the faith heroically. This is carrying the cross with Jesus unconditionally. Following on the heels of last Sunday's Gospel, when Jesus is established as the rock on which Christ will build the church, Jesus reveals that he is going to have to suffer and be killed. Jesus knows he is entering into battle, indeed a battle unto death. But Peter wants none of it and protests and provokes that very stern rebuke from Jesus, which has got to be one of the strongest lines in the New Testament. Get behind me, Satan, for you are not on my side if you think that way. And rightly so, because those who are telling Jesus what to do are usually in a bad spiritual space and they get put in their place. There are many of us who, of course, love the Jesus of our imagination or love the Jesus of our piety or the Jesus of culture, but who are as uncomfortable as Peter is with the real Jesus. Because the real Jesus is always going to Jerusalem. The real one is always willing to lay down his life in the great struggle. The rock Peter has become a stumbling block and is speaking in the language of the father of lies. The great lie is 
that the Christian life can be lived without the cross, which means without suffering love. So in trying to talk Jesus out of the cross, Peter is indeed speaking the language of Satan. So Jesus says, get behind me, or stop telling me what to do and start following me. The right place for the Christian disciple is to be behind Jesus, especially as he walks to Jerusalem. Get behind me when I walk into fame and when the crowds cheer for us. There's no problem following Jesus there. But get behind me when I'm going to the place where I'm going to be killed. Then there is the cost of discipleship. We human beings think in terms of self-protection, of safety, avoidance of trouble. But God thinks relentlessly in terms of love and especially when that love entails suffering. So here is a good spiritual question. What is my final frame of reference? Is it how do I avoid pain or how do I love? How I answer or determine that will shape everything else in my life. If when I wake up in the morning my basic question is how do I avoid pain and suffering, then I'm going to live my life in a certain way, ultimately in a selfish way. But if when I wake up in the morning I say, how will I love today, then I will live the life of a saint, because I will have got behind Jesus and been a true member of the Ecclesia, his community of those called out from the world. I remember some time back being called to someone in hospital before they were going to have major surgery. And after I'd given them the sacraments and prayed with them, he said to me, I've heard the theory very often. Now it's the practical. We can easily talk about what we should do in any situation, how we live the cross. But when the time arrives, it's all down to grace and the divine love. This is why Jesus now says to his disciples that anyone who wishes to come after me must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Notice how active this language is. He doesn't say accept the cross as it comes. No, he tells them to take it up, to consciously lean into it, if you like. We must consciously and freely walk the path of suffering love if we are to be his followers. That's the hinge of the word of God for this Sunday. It is obvious, but the more we immerse ourselves in a pleasure-seeking environment, the harder it is to understand the words of our Lord, that anyone who wants to be a follower of mine must take up the cross every day and follow me. We all want to have pleasure in life. We all want to live according to the way that is easiest which gives most enjoyment that is natural and there's nothing wrong with seeking legitimate pleasure in our lives. The problem is when a pleasure-seeking mentality makes enjoyment the supreme purpose of my existence on earth. Think on that mother of the priest I met this week and her readiness to declare herself for Christ. It's impacted on my life and made me see the relative importance of the petty things we invest in, which often have little to do with following our Lord. This month of September, which has just begun, is the month of the Holy Cross. This helps us focus more on the words Jesus addresses affectionately to us in the Gospel of this Sunday. 
And Our Lady is always there beside the cross because with her mother's love, she helps us to fulfil the will of our Lord. Let us pray. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured through Christ our Lord. Amen.